This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We are just dealing with some general pastoral questions. We dealt with some favorite Bible passages, Bible books yesterday. Following up on that, I'm curious to know, do you have a favorite sermon? So, like, I know some guys that this is their sermon. If they're asked to preach in another church, they always go back to this one, and they pull it out. So I can tell you what Dr. Beeky's is. I won't say it on the air, but I've heard him personally (laughs) give the same sermon three times where I've been in the pew in different locations and I've heard him give the same sermon three different times. Well, if it was good once, it ought to be good. So then I concluded that's his go-to sermon. That's the one that he comes back to time and time again. Do you guys have one of those that you're like, I love to preach on this text, and I love this sermon? So I kind of – Jonathan said yesterday about kind of whatever he's preaching right now is his favorite book, and I'm preaching through Passover right now, and I would say – I think this is my favorite sermon that I've done. Yesterday was the 4th of July. Passover marked the Independence Day for the nation of Israel. It was on that night when they uh, slayed the, the spotless lamb and burned it and, and rubbed the blood on the doors that uh, they were freed from Egyptian bondage. And the reason why I like this passage so much is because it gives us the whole gospel story. So they were to, to pick a lamb on the 10th day and to watch it and inspect it uh, for four days until the 14th day. It was supposed to be a lamb without blemish, without spot. And that gives us the the active obedience of Jesus Christ, that his life is what gave value to his death. Before he the lamb was even slain, they had to, uh, they had to have a, spot, a spotless one, one without even the smallest black or gray spot on its wool and and then the death and man i it's the whole gospel in just a few verses i think if i were to go and preach at another church i think i would preach passover because i think it helps you to understand the entire old testament economy with this one story i mentioned this because well there's one i retired and that was the uh it was the first sermon i i ever preached our first passage i ever preached on and First uh, John two, twelve to fourteen, where you know, like little children, you know, but John goes through. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think I probably preached that like five or six times, and after the fifth or sixth time, I retired it. But because it's fresh in my mind, this isn't a particular passage, but a topic that I, I do enjoy preaching on, and I preached on it recently after our general assembly synod meetings. The Holy Spirit. Uh, and the work of the Holy Spirit, touching on you know, a variety of texts. But I think, you know, I, I say this reverent, reverently, I think oftentimes in Reformed circles, Reformed circles, we, I think we err on the side of sometimes almost ignoring 
are not readily acknowledging his work. And uh, I think Christ placed such a importance upon his work in, you know, the you can blaspheme the Father, you can blaspheme the Son, but you can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, and he's, it, it, it was, you know, I enjoyed preaching it last Sunday of June, and um, I think it was a, a blessed service. And Russ, I'd like to hear what your favorite and your go-to is, because I, I'm not sure that I have a go-to. I yeah. know that there are passages I've preached in the past several times, but it's not necessarily a go-to or a favorite. There are three that I don't know if I could pick which one I enjoy preaching. So I mentioned earlier that Isaiah 40 is one of my favorite passages. I love to preach on Isaiah 40 um, because it just puts God before the, the people. And there's not much more joy that you can have than mm. than just being able to just put God on display. I enjoyed preaching on Psalm 46 and I am of the opinion that I actually think Psalm 46 reflects an historical event, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. actually think it uh, uh, reflects the historical event of Hezekiah with Sennacherib. Mm-hmm. And when you go through the psalm and go through the story, what well, inspired they, Martin Luther? Yeah, they, they <laughs> match. They match so well. So even if it it wasn't inspired by that historical mm-hmm. event. It, it most it definitely well. reflects mm-hmm. it. And yeah. so I preached Psalm 46 utilizing the historical account of Hezekiah and Sennacherib. And, and that's just a wonderful story. And the psalm has such wonderful truths in mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. that was so fun. I, to me, that was fun to preach. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've enjoyed preaching on the, the Emmaus Road, mm-hmm. Luke 24, because you, I think you can use some – quote, inspired imagination yeah, and say, okay, what, what do you think Jesus was saying? Mm-hmm. What, what might have he been talking about? And so I've enjoyed those three and probably preached them more than I should have. You, you know, Ryan, Ryan touched on the fact that, you know, this was an early sermon that he had preached and he had preached it over again. I think that when we were talking about men entering into ministry, I think that's you know one of the cautions I might say, or I might direct somebody who wants to preach to particular passage that they might preach because I think sometimes what happens with young men when they preach is they think they know everything about that passage after they preached it because it does right. stick in your mind uh, so well. Uh, one of the early passages that I that I preached is the story of of Jacob when he's uh, fleeing from his brother. And uh, you know he draws up a rock in a particular place, and he, he meets he meets God there, you know, and he, in this in this place. And he and the the words that he from his after he wakes up after he's had this dream is surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid, and he said, "How how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven." And you know, it's a nowhere place, actually. It, it, it's a lonely place, but every place is some place because God is there. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that's the focus of that passage. God is already, God is previous to everything that we're doing. He's already there, and uh, this passage was uh, one that I had preached uh, on. Early in my life, I think I, I think I'd actually chose it for a candidating sermon one time, and uh, so this was, it's it's from Genesis chapter twenty-eight, particularly 
just the just the how awesome is this place? Mm-hmm. This is none other than the than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And if I think about that passage about wherever I'm at, I can meet God everywhere. Mm-hmm. One more that I that I'd like to mention is Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. I just I could preach that over and over again. It's just such a clearly you know it's the psalm that Christ quotes when he's on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in the first half of the psalm, we have clearly the crucifixion displayed and uh, even the mind of Christ and what was going through his mind as he was on the cross. But then it shifts halfway through and we have the resurrection mm-hmm. declaring his, his, his the, the great things that God has done among the brothers. And then it marches on to the expansion of the gospel going forward through all the nations to peoples that are yet to be. Mm-hmm. So... How about favorite sermon series? All of us here work through different books of the Bible, and so is there a particular sermon series that has brought you the most joy? Can I answer the second question first, which is the mulligan one? Uh, this, the follow-up, is there a series that you would want a mulligan on? So let's do the mulligan for Josh. <laughs> uh, the mulligan for me would be Daniel, um, although I think I understood the, the stories in there. I don't think I understood the prophetic passages very well. I wish I could do that again. So, yeah. Sometimes you don't understand the book till you finished it, you yeah. know, and uh, you don't – and so – yeah, I think that I took – I've taken mulligans from – because I've been in previous churches, uh, I've taken a mulligan from my first years in ministry, you know, a couple of books, which were uh, simple books in one sense, you know, the book of James or the book of Philippians, you know, James being somewhat proverbial, Philippians, a book of joy. But I've taken a mulligan because I thought I learned more and I wanted to share more out of those books in a subsequent ministry. But those were mulligan. I mean, I could take a mulligan on every Sunday. You know, every Sunday I go home from church, I, I think I could have said this better. I think I could take a mulligan on my earlier sermons, you know, because like being here planning a church, I went through the Psalms already in Seattle. I mean, I was there for 11 and a half years. So in the evening I've been preaching through the Psalms. and It was supposed to be to kind of lighten my load in sermon preparation. But then as we started, I remember telling my wife, I was like, man, I, I kind of need to rewrite these <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. earlier ones. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what I was thinking. But uh, probably my favorite, though, series that I've done is uh, I preached on the topic of the angel of the Lord, mm. just looking at the pre-incarnate Christ as he was working through the Old Testament. I, I'm not sure. I think I should have just had somebody take me aside and say, son, you're not ready to do what you're doing. (laughs) But in my first year in pastoral ministry, I preached through the book of Ephesians and then went into Hebrews. And to be real honest, I wasn't ready for either one. Mm. The books are bigger um, than I was capable um, at that point. I think even now, if I would do them again, I would think those books are bigger than that I'm capable. Um, they're just so theologically rich, mm-hmm. and I I feel like I I I didn't give them their due. So I really regret. I mean, I want to go back to the elders and say, do you think the people would care if I went through them again now? Yeah. Um, but um, favorite sermon series. So I did preach through the whole book of First Corinthians um, here last book, but in the middle 
well, near the end is in First uh, Corinthians 15. It's a glorious passage of the resurrection, the things of first importance. Um, but about midway through, Paul quotes uh, Psalm 110, which is the most quoted Old Testament passage in the New Testament, and it unfolds this this idea of the kingdom that that Christ must reign until He puts all of His enemies under His feet. And for me, it just gave a very uh, optimistic view of, you know, I think a lot of evangelicals have this idea that this age is going to end in this black hole of death and chaos. And I don't think that that's what, what the, the New Testament authors and the Old Testament authors believed. You quoted Psalm 22 here a second ago. Uh, I think that the Bible is very optimistic about how this age ends, and I think Paul lays that forth. It was, I did eight sermons on it. Super fun. I would, uh, you know, in terms of series, I've I've enjoyed uh, mixing up genres. So if I preach a, a narrative passage from the Gospels, another series might be from uh, one of the epistles or an Old Testament book. But I really enjoy doing wis- the wisdom literature, doing Ecclesiastes, doing Song of Songs. I enjoyed particularly Ecclesiastes. I, you know, and, and it really called uh, me to do. You know, some. I, at times, I felt like I was treading water mm-hmm. because there was so much there, and trying to figure out how to preach that redemptively and historically, not only to go back and look at that history and what was being taken, what was being said there, but to point people to Christ through that passage. That was an exciting time for me to mm-hmm. preach through Ecclesiastes. Ryan, no, I. I Oh, I already gave mine. Oh, you gave me mine. I would say the life of David for yeah. me. I just enjoyed journeying through his life, and mm. quite honestly, when he died, I mourned his death. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. like a, a friend had died, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's not dead. I, I know. Yeah. I know. God is the God of the living. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of the living, not the dead. <laughs> and on that, spoiler alert. <laughs> we will close our show. See you yeah. tomorrow.